Hey, this is Dan, and thanks for tuning in to the podcast where I talk legal stuff with lawyers that I know, like, and trust. I hope you find the information really useful, and if you need legal help, that you reach out to one of these lawyers directly or drop by lawbydan.com, and I can steer you in the right direction. It goes without saying that one of the biggest assets we accumulate in life is our superannuation. Now, in the context of a property settlement that falls out of a family law dispute, it's obviously a significant asset and it begs the question, how is it treated? Well, in this edition of Law by Dan, I'm going to hand you across to Bruce Proven, who is an accredited family law specialist and managing director at Page Proven to discuss the idiosyncrasies of superannuation and family law. My name is Bruce Proven. I'm the Managing Director of Page Proven, a law firm in Brisbane which specialises in family and fertility law. I want to talk to you today about the treatment of superannuation in family law property settlements. In other words, there's been a separation and a couple want to divide up their property and as is usually the case, there's some superannuation there and the question of how that gets divided. Now, In a property settlement, superannuation doesn't have to be split. In other words, each party can keep their own superannuation, and that's very often what happens. But for a number of years now, parties have been able to agree or courts have been able to order a split of superannuation, which means that part of the superannuation interest of one of the parties is split or taken off their superannuation and put into a superannuation policy of the other person. Now, most of the time it's fairly straightforward. There's different sorts of superannuation funds uh, and most commonly there are accumulation funds, which is just your ordinary superannuation fund where your part of your wage goes into and you might contribute uh, on top of that. So it's an accumulation fund. They're fairly easy to value. You get a valuation uh, six monthly or annually that tells you what it is and you can go online and find out what it is worth at that time. And that's generally straightforward. So if we're dividing accumulation funds, there's usually not too much difficulty doing that. What does become more difficult is if the superannuation is in a, what they call a defined benefit fund or a self-managed fund. Now, a defined benefit fund is different in that the valuation of the superannuation depends on a number of factors, including what they call a final average salary. Now, these funds are particularly common for public servants and uh, employees in big corporations, but they're becoming less common. Now, in valuing a defined benefit fund, it's not simply a case of looking at the valuation online to work out what it's worth. With most of the funds, there are complex formulas to work out what the fund is actually worth. And often what happens is that we would engage an expert to apply that formula to tell us what the superannuation fund is worth based on the formula, and that leads us in our negotiations. Uh, The other superannuation funds that can be complex are self-managed funds. And that's where people set up their own superannuation funds. It's generally uh, just two parties. It can be more. And the self-managed fund can invest in all sorts of investments. Often they invest in property, either residential or commercial property. Uh, The 
funds are, are usually established with the assistance of an accountant and they're required to be audited every year. So valuing those can be complex because it's a case of working out exactly what assets are in the fund and having them valued. So for example, if there's real estate or a business in the fund, that would have to be valued. Now, once that happens, there has to be an allocation of each member's, what they call member benefit. And that usually requires the assistance of an accountant to work out the benefit of each of the parties in the fund. And armed with that information, there can be a split of superannuation between the parties. But where it becomes complex is if there's not enough liquid funds in the superannuation fund to do that easily. So, for example, if there's a self-managed superannuation fund and a big part of that fund is in property, it's a question of whether there's enough other liquid assets so that the person who wants to roll their interest out of the fund can take their interest in from those liquid assets or sometimes uh, the property needs to be sold and once the property is sold the net proceeds of sale go in to calculate what that fund is worth. Now with self-managed funds what generally happens is that one person maintains their interest in the self-managed fund, there's a super split and then the, the other person rolls their superannuation interest out of that fund into either another self-managed fund or another fund of their choosing. So having those funds valued and working out what the split is going to be usually requires assistance of the party's accountants and or financial advisors to do that. It can be done, it's not a problem, but it's just a bit more complicated. So that's how superannuation is divided up in property settlement. It always features as part of the negotiation. Superannuation is treated as what they call property, but treated similar to an asset. In court proceedings, the court will sometimes put the superannuation into what they call a separate pool. In other words, they will treat superannuation differently to other property. I hope that assists you. My name is Bruce Proven, Managing Director of Page Proven Family and Fertility Lawyers. If we can assist you with the property settlement, please contact us. Thanks heaps for listening to this edition of the Law by Dan podcast. If you found it useful, it would be great if you can leave a rating on Spotify or iTunes or whatever the streaming platform is that you're using. Also, if need be, you can reach out to me at lawbydan.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast made possible by Australia Lawyers. For great legal information and fast access to Australia's best lawyers, visit australialawyers.com.au.